ever wanted to break out of your cubicle and into a business where you can call the shots? You Break Guy Fix is looking for passionate self-starters interested in a franchise opportunity in the booming electronics repair industry. At You Break Guy Fix, we help reconnect people to the devices that they rely on so that they can get back to what matters most. This is a big responsibility. And from the moment you join our family, our franchisees are provided with the resources and support to bring affordable and convenient electronics repair to your community. Did we mention that with amazing partners like Samsung and Google, you Break iFix franchisees also have access to the highest quality parts and personalized training out there, as well as specialized tools. It's true. And it's also easy to visit youbreakifix.com forward slash franchising and learn more about your big break at your very own You Break iFix. Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree going to begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, they get the taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. Good, everybody. It's Maestro Styles and Trey Frazier here, y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome to another episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. You're live on the website, barbershopsportstalkpodcast.com. Make sure you guys follow us on social media at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast on Instagram, at Barbershop SPOR2 on Twitter. We got the Facebook page, and also you can find us on YouTube as well. Trey Frazier, Maestro Styles here in the building. Yeah, man. We got a guest in the building. Uh, we got the homie Jordan Rosario, a.k.a. DJ Storytime. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. What is no. going on, fellas? Hey, man. Hey, man. We, we just uh, returning a favor here. And, uh, again, we appreciate you having us on your podcast, uh, which is called Keeping It 100. You guys can find yes, that sir. on Spotify and all the you know podcast platforms out there. Uh, me and Maestro did his show on Saturday, so it's only right to return the favor here. So, uh, Jordan, again, man, we appreciate you uh, hopping on here, you know, for the ride. And uh, it's only right, man. I mean, we previewed these games, so it's only right that we recap these games together, man. Well, hey, I definitely appreciate y'all coming onto my set on a Saturday. It was definitely a lot of fun being able to preview these NFL games, and uh, I'm also thankful to be on your show today. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have to go over some of these NFL games, and uh, I know there I've been wrong on a few particular games that we need to get into. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. For for me, there's really there's really just five games, and you know, and me and Maestro, we kind of talked about this uh, day or two ago. Um, there's really not a lot to talk about here, but in, in my view, there's like five games. And Maestro, I don't know five if you games. feel the same way. Okay. Well, I, I'll see what five you go through, and if I need to say something, then you know about a about a specific game, I will say such about a specific game. Yeah, I, I I think this is the one that we just can't go without starting. And okay, well before before you get into that, yep. I just want to say rest in peace to Alex Trebek from yes, Jeff. No doubt, no doubt. Eighty years old, the legend. That's yeah, man. Uh, I ain't have cable a lot growing up as a kid, so um, a lot of my a lot of my days was watching um, Simpsons, Wheel of Fortune, and and Jeopardy. Um, um, you know what I'm saying? Switching back from Fox to ABC um, mm-hmm. in the DMV area, man. So um, he is de- he is definitely a staple of my childhood. So uh, rest in peace to the legend, uh, Alex Trebek. Yeah, a national treasure um, for certain. Um, for so many years, so many decades um, to host this show. And, I mean, he did a lot. I mean, it wasn't just Jeopardy. I mean, he's well known for that, but... He's hosted other game shows. He's done a lot of other things, and um, that kind of that kind of took me by surprise a little bit. I know he I, announced. I was saying it took me by the surprise because I'm getting him ready to dying watch or him doing. A, I'm sorry, with him doing him passing or him doing other shows because I didn't even know he did another show. No, with him passing, I was surprised. Oh, okay, it, it caught me by surprise because right, I'm, I was gonna watch the games on Sunday. And right after the one o'clock games kicked off was when I started seeing tweets about Alex Trebek and they saying he, you know, passed away that morning. And, you know, everybody's talking about who's going to host Jeopardy now. And, you know, is this the end? And da, da, da. so. Um, so, yeah, man, um, he did host. A, by the way, my show, he did host um, some other game shows from like, you know, the mid 80s and, you know, yeah. 80s. I just I, I look yeah I just wonder what I I just didn't know I know him from Jeopardy that's what you know with you know with respect obviously of I know him from Jeopardy of course and everybody should know him from just I mean yeah. Jeopardy alone um, yeah but I but I, I do recall you know growing up did a couple other you know game shows one I, f- I forget used to come on in the mornings for about a few years on NBC but um but yeah he 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 did a lot of other things and um. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be hard to find a replacement um, for this game show. This game show itself is a national treasure. So yeah, if, if if Bob Barker can walk away and Drew Carey can step in, and he's been doing it what a little over ten years now, then yeah, I think they can do the same thing with Jeopardy. Um, he has hosted a number of other game shows, including Wizard of Odds. Double Dare, High Rollers, Battle Stars, Classic Concentration, and To Tell the Truth. Classic Concentration, that's the one. Oh, yeah, I never heard of any of these shows. That, that, but... that, that's, that's the one that I remember him hosting. So, yeah. um, I'm scrolling through Twitter, and I, I, I saw an interesting, uh, an interesting replacement suggestion. Um, LeVar Burton. Hmm. From you know, Allstate. Oh, are you talking Didn't about he do Reading the... Rainbow too? Yeah. Okay. Okay. The guy from no, no, I don't think. Let me find out the Allstate guy's name because I, I feel like I'm saying Levar Burton and now I don't feel like that's his name. Um, Allstate. Oh, guy. Dennis Haysbert. 
That's there we go. The, the dude from Waiting to Exhale. Yeah, 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 yeah. From the Dennis, Allstate commercial. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. I, I was about to say it felt <laughs> funny, and I, and I feel like Levar Burton is dead now. that I'm saying this in my mind. No, no, Levar Burton's still alive. He's, he's still just alive? old. He's just older, but yeah, he's still alive. He's still around. Yeah, nah, the Allstate dude. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, Dennis Dennis Haysbert. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That that's a very interesting choice. Uh, for certain. You I mean to get a you know get a black man to host a you know game show and. You know, we already seen Steve Harvey and Cedric the Entertainer do you nah, know the same. So they you know, also, I would love to see not that. Not for nothing, not to cut you off, not for nothing. I just I, I typed in LeVar Burton to you know to get a you know to see his face, mm-hmm. and you know immediately when I was typing his name, Jeopardy came up. So I don't oh, know. Okay. What's, so is somebody oh, is okay. somebody suggesting him too? Yeah, apparently somebody suggested him. But my thoughts was the so the one I saw was the guy from. Uh, Waiting to excel. That's Dennis what they, the All State guy. Yep. Okay. Okay. But there yeah. you go. LeVar Burton too was also LeVar Burton was also a okay. suggestion somewhere because okay. it Jeopardy popped right up immediately when I typed okay. his name. Yeah, LeVar Burton's got to be sixty something. I don't know what's age. Sixty three. Sixty three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's not that much older than Dennis Habert. Yeah. Yeah, but we need that. We need that. That that bravado. We need that voice. You know. You know. We need that voice on Jeopardy, man. When that that that's going to change it up. We need that voice. Hey, oh, and if you're talking petition, about man. a voice, then then Dennis Hambert's the mm-hmm. one. But uh, you know, I just wanted to quickly touch upon my memories of uh, Alex Trebek, and then I'll let you guys take over. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, you know, kind of the same thing. Like, not a whole lot to watch in terms of TV, and you know, I remember. You know, the t- you know, during my early childhood years that I'd be watching Jeopardy alongside my grandmother, alongside my grandfather. And, you know, those are memories that I hold really dear to me. And, you know, to know that Alex Trebek is gone, having done the show for God knows how long, at least since the 80s. I mean, you talk about a national treasure and, you know, whoever comes in to replace him, whether it be Dennis Haber, whether it be LeVar Burton, whether it be any other particular host, they're going to have some real tremendous shoes to fill when they step in for Alex Trebek. That's a fact. Yeah, yeah, no no question about that. 36 years of Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's big. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's certainly big. I know the, mm-hmm. the popular choice out there for replacement is that contestant, uh, Ken Jennings, the one I think he's like the highest uh, the highest earned winner. In the history of the oh, show, yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen that suggestion. Oh, okay, yeah, I mean, that's, Gen- the, that's, that's the more yeah, Ken Jennings, yeah, he's okay. like the more popular um, pick for you know host replacement. But Passion. I love I love the Dennis Haybert suggestion as well. We need to try to petition that hashtag that or something for who? Uh, Dennis Haybert, the All State oh, guy. No. Oh, oh but I, say, I know, I know you know him say. as just the Allstate guy. <laughs> I'm riding for the Allstate guy. <laughs> Hashtag yeah, guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, definitely rest in peace. Rest in peace, extra bet. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, let me uh, just say what's up to a couple people in the chat room here. Uh, we got KC, a.k.a. Professor X. What's happening? X-Squad. What's going on, Professor X? And we got Big Kev 303 out in day uh, one, Denver. In your neck of the woods, Jordan. Oh, Really? Yeah, yeah, Big Kev, Kev from Denver. Yeah, what part? Of, uh, Big Kev, what part of Denver are you from? Yeah, yeah, for certain. Yeah, he's, he's, one our, he's one of our. He's one of our A one day ones. So yeah, yeah. So uh, for shout sure, out, shout out for to everybody sure. in the chat here. But um, but Maestro, you you got anything before 
we no, just, let's talk. Let's let's recap some football, man. I, I won't hold it up too long. Like I said, I got a long night ahead of me, and I ain't had dinner. Right, right. <laughs> got some ribs. Got some ribs thawing out right now. Man, you making me hungry now. But, uh, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, for real. But man, um, yeah, I I I can't go this podcast without starting off with the beatdown Sunday night that uh, Brady and the Bucks took. And that's an understatement. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I saw you tweet out, uh, Maestro, that you, you had the Saints kind of effed up there. <laughs> yeah, I definitely had the Saints fucked up, man, because I didn't uh, look. I, I acknowledge that the Saints are obviously they were capable of winning the game, but I picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, and I thought it would be decisive, um, and that was not the case. It clearly. was decisive the other way. For sure. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I, guess for me, I guess, and, and you weren't the only one that picked the Bucks. I I think, Jordan, I think you picked the Bucks as well. Yeah, I picked the Bucks too, and uh, so I, I understand exactly how you feel, Maestro. <laughs> yeah, everybody picked the Bucks. Like, if you talk to pundits and you read cbssports.com and yahoo and you know these other you know sports websites everybody had tampa bay across the board and i'm you know i i picked the saints but i'm not going to take credit for it because my analysis was was that i don't like tom brady so right. it's, it's it's not like i mm-hmm. you know picked you know broke this game down to damn you got the saints anything. you got you got the saints on record that you picked them check uh jordan rosario's podcast no, I mean, I'm, uh, I mean, in, where it matter at on the pri- on off offline. IG live, man. <laughs> Shit. IG live, bro. It's 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 on yeah. our page at Barbershop Sports Podcast. By the way, make sure y'all check out the IG. Damn it. There. But uh, but yeah, but I'm not gonna Jordan. Pretend... Just 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 so I don't leave Jordan outside uh-huh. of an inside joke. We got a a little pool amongst our family members. Um. That uh, basically we we pick things every week and whoever got the best record win the pool you know the pool of money or whatever. So um, uh, just to gloat, I am in the lead right now. By but I'm it's a short, it's a small lead like a three game lead. So um, uh, I picked Tampa and he picked uh, New Orleans. That may bring him a little closer. So it's a little that's why I wanted to show it was on record. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like 99% of your family would have picked the Buccaneers the way yeah. that this game was supposed to go. But, man, I, I'm just so surprised in how Tom Brady and that Tampa Bay offense just looks so small compared to how Drew Brees was handling business there. Yeah, I, I think it was so – like, I ain't going to lie to y'all because, uh, you know, Monday morning you hear by Tom Bowell – you know, I even saw a trade uh, subtweeting Tom about y'all, uh, y'all crown. Or maybe that's the title. I'm sorry, that was the title. You, we crowning title people too early. Yeah. yeah, but I say, um, you, you know, we crowning people too early. Um, this was such a blowout. Like this was such a blowout. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you. This is an anomaly to me. That, that's how bad the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got blown out. I still mm-hmm. got Tampa Bay going going to the Super Bowl. I think they. I think New Orleans woke up this game. And Tampa Bay didn't, and I don't know why they didn't, because that's a stupid thing to say in a division game against, you know, the Saints of all people. But, yeah. um, I, but I, I, that was such an ass whooping, isn't it? That I'm, I'm going to believe. I don't believe the Saints are that much better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't believe it. I don't believe that. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Um, I think one of the things that 
I forgot going into the game was that Michael Thomas was coming back. Mm-hmm. And, and and not and Emmanuel he, Sanders and Emmanuel Sanders, right? Because he was he was on the COVID list, I think. Yeah. So it's not like Michael Thomas really dominated this game. I mean, Drew Brees threw to like it seemed like twelve or thirteen different. He threw the damn near everybody that everybody that could catch a football. He threw <laughs> yeah. to Sunday. <laughs> Sean Payton, for all I know. Yeah. Like, like it it was crazy the way he just spread the ball around, and I mean. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess for me, um, I, I think a, a lesson to, I guess, take here, and I'm talking to myself also, mm-hmm. is that, um, you know, we, we, we forgot who the Saints are. I mean, for all intents and purposes, the Saints have a pedigree, and that's mm-hmm. Sean Payton and Drew Brees. And yeah. this is the NFC South. This is not the AFC East, where you can just feast on the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills. Um, mm-hmm. this is, this is definitely a wake call, uh, Maestro and Jordan. I do agree that, um, I still think Tampa Bay, when it's all said and done, um, will be the better team. I don't know if the records will reflect that. I don't, I mean, the Saints could still win the division and Tampa will still have a better roster than them. And yeah, obviously they would have the tiebreaker. Right. The yeah. Saints right now would have the tiebreaker. Um, if, you know, obviously they got to keep winning and they can't well, you know, I, fall well, short. I won't. I won't. You know. I won't play it. I still had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. And I can see that. Let me be on my stance. I don't. I don't know about seating. I don't even really care about seatings. I mean, I guess it would matter, but at the end of the day, you could write it down. I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as of uh, what's this week nine? Yeah. Uh, we could go into um, oh um, that we just passed. This is week nine that just passed. No, um, yeah. Yep, they are going to the Super Bowl. Even if they are seven, even if they are seven, yeah. Missed this ass they just got. They are going to the Super Bowl. Uh, pending, pending, you know, in some crazy injury. Pending some crazy injury. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, uh, Tom Brady can't throw three interceptions in a game again if they want to get to the Super Bowl. That's but, a fact. Uh, but you know, Tampa Bay. I wouldn't necessarily throw them out of the Super Bowl conversation, but I was never really that high on them anyway. I had them as like the top dog in the NFC, and well, I'm sure we'll get to this team later. But I still have Seattle as my Super Bowl. Oh, we going right there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We, right we, we gotta we gotta go right there. Yeah, we, we definitely because, because <laughs> with the title, uh, you know, with the, the title speaking about early. Um, if you asked me who I thought was going to the Super Bowl before games were played, I would have told you the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Russell Wilson is obviously an MVP, uh, MVP candidate, um, right now, but, uh, we'd be lying if we didn't say he took a step back. His maybe his first step back all year, um, this past Sunday. Yeah, man. And let's be clear. This was like, don't let the score fool you. This was an ass whooping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with that a hundred percent. Um, I, what they scored? They they scored thirty in this game, right? The Seahawks. It was like 44, 34, yeah. Forty four, thirty four. Okay, but yeah, that that score doesn't reflect the ass whooping that they took. Not at all. It doesn't. Not at all. Um, I'm 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 gonna give the credit to the Buffalo Bills here, man. Um, Josh yes, Allen, um, came back and he played like the Josh Allen we saw like the first three four weeks of the season. So. I got to give credit on that side of the ball. Maestro, I feel like you, the way I, I feel the way about Seattle, you feel the way about Tampa. Um, I did pick the Seahawks before games were played. And through nine weeks, 
I'm still going to ride or die with the Seahawks to represent the NFC, even though I know their defense is terrible. And they have no run game. And they did, are depending. I mean, the very basis for Russell Wilson's MVP, uh, you know, being the MVP, the top MVP candidate, mm-hmm. is, is that they are consistently saying Russell Wilson win games for us, and we're not going to put anybody around you to help. Yeah. Um, we're yeah. not going to help. We're not going to help you do it. We're just asking you every week to win to win games for us because their defense can't stop nobody. Nope. They have no running game to speak of. I'm, to speak of, I get I, you know DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Obviously, their receiving core is good, but um, that's it. That's really it. There's nothing. There's nothing to speak of that's quality on the Seattle Seahawks team, but the quarterback and uh, that receiving core. Everything else is trash, and um, I hate that Russell Wilson um, is situation. But if you think about it, he kind of asks for this situation. Um, and it and it stems back all the way back to that that day where they should have handed the ball off to Marshawn Lynch, and they let Russell Wilson, uh, mm-hmm. you know, try to win the game, and he didn't. Yeah. Um, from that moment, from that moment on, we knew that this was Russell Wilson's team, and they are saying, "All right, man, go win it for us." Yeah. Well, look, man, he's got a top five receiver in DK Metcalf right now. Yep. So it's not like the Seahawks fell off the face of the earth, you know, after getting the contract. I mean, they're still competitive. They're going to be in the playoffs. It's just a question about can they get to the Super Bowl. Um, But I I give you a hot take right now. When you talked about, you know, MVP candidates, Russell Wilson right now is number two on my MVP list right now after that performance on Sunday. Who beats him right now? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick, Patrick well, Holmes, I get man. comeback victories, twenty-five and one, you know, touchdown interception. Uh, but you, and, and, I feel like you're going. I feel like you know what my argument is about to be. Um, yes, he's had um, the stats are there. Obviously, the stats are there. The record is there. The Chiefs are. The, you know, we know that. Mm-hmm. But give me, give me his highlight moments this year. What's his highlight moments this year? Um, probably not many, but. I'll in to kind of give you a devil's advocate to that. Um, has Patrick Mahomes looked terrible this year yet? No, 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 no. He's been good. He's been amazing. Okay. But I think when I think when um when you compare stats, the stats are comparable. I mean, I mean, you would you would maybe I mean, if, obviously, touchdown interception ratio. Patrick Mahomes is better right now at that. And you got to give him his respect as the Super Bowl MVP. I mean, at this point, the best player in the NFL. You and they're eight and one him. right now. Yeah, and you, you got to respect. You got to respect that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But stats, you know, obviously the Chiefs have a better team. Um, with while they depend on Patrick Mahomes, it's different in Seattle. They might could sneak a game. Kansas City could sneak a game if Patrick Mahomes is injured. They might sneak a game against a bad team. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Russell Wilson goes out. Mm-hmm. They they don't win a game. A game. I don't care who they. I, yeah, I think I just, Gino, was it Geno their backup. It was a Geno at this point. Uh, Geno Smith. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, <laughs> you know, he's not winning you a football game. You might with the talent around the Chiefs. You might have. I guess I don't know if it's still Chase Daniels backing up. Um, backing up. It's Mahomes, Matt Moore might be, still. Matt Moore. You can get Matt Moore to steal a game. Matt Moore mm. can steal a game against a bad team. Well, the, Matt Moore's done that last year. Sure. Last year. With, a ro- with that roster around mm. him, um, 
Russell was just too important to that team. And like I said, every single game that the uh, Seahawks have won, it's been on the back of Russell Wilson. Yeah, and every I, single I, I game. Agree. I, I agree 100%. Um, it's no way, not for me. Pat Mahomes, not, you know. So uh, is, Russell but, still, is Russell still number one for you right now? Number after, one. After week nine? He's taking step at number one, 100%. And I will say this for a bit of a history lesson. We're depending on Russell Wilson in terms of your team being successful and your team at least getting to the Super Bowl. Well, the same could be said about, you know, not to bring us some history, but six, seven years ago, we basically got to the Super Bowl where we got blown out by Seattle on the back of Peyton Manning. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. definitely possible that Russell Wilson could get you there, and I definitely believe in the guy. Yeah. Denver had a good defense, though. Not not that not in 2013. Not that not year. Not in 2013. Not that not year. Not no. that year. No, we didn't even have. Um, I mean, we had Vaughn, but he kind of uh-huh. got. We got, but he got suspended. Uh, you know, for a part of the season. I can't, you know, list any other defenders off the top sure. of my head. But um, you know, we didn't have the greatest running game. I mean, we uh, we had no Sean Moreno, Monte Ball, who are like blips in Denver yeah. history. So. Yeah. I mean, we basically rode that Super Bowl because of the fact that we had a Peyton Manning and a great, great wide receiver core. And Russell Wilson reminds me of that kind of that same situation. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I think the defense you're referring to is uh, 2015. The 2015, 2015. right. Was, gotcha. Yeah, where Peyton Manning. When they uh, beat uh, Carolina. Yes, yes. Yeah, that, that, okay. was the, that was their best defense that year. And uh, paid man not great in that season whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. He they weren't on his back at all, right? Nope, nope, not at all. I think he threw like nine touchdowns and 17 interceptions that year. Was it that bad? <laughs> oh, it he, was, oh, he was, it he was, was that bad. <laughs> it was so bad, we had to get a guy named Brock Eisweiler to start some games Stars, for us. Oh, yeah, yeah. You ain't lying. And they, and they put him in back in for the playoffs. You know? uh, yep, yep. And it's crazy because Brock did win some games for y'all when he was there. But then on that last uh, that last week where they were struggling against the Chargers, they was like, all right, you, you, you got to get up out of here. You're going to cost us this number one seed. Peyton, get your ass in there. Let's let's get this number one seed. That's how they got to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and the team played so much better when Peyton was in that last game. And without that, we don't get the number one seed, don't get home field advantage. And I think his veteran leadership, while he wasn't that great in the playoffs, was still enough for a team to rally around and get mm. us that Super Bowl. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and and so to bring this to a current state of affairs, I do believe that Russell Wilson, his mentality, his leadership skills within the offense, the defense, the special teams, whatever, I believe it's enough for him to beat all these other NFC teams that we're talking about, the Saints, the Buccaneers. I believe Russell Wilson has the moxie to get it done. And let's not leave the Packers in there. And mm. and what's and what's interesting about the NFC right now is you you might have a team that may have to do three of those quarterbacks just to get Super Bowl. Like it like let's say Tampa let's say Tampa don't win the South and they gotta go on the road and face Drew Brees and then the next they gotta go to Seattle to face Russell and then they gotta go mm-hmm. to Green Bay to face San Rogers. Like mm-hmm. if 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 somebody if if any of that combination goes through three games through those quarterbacks to get to the Super Bowl, I I, I got to get that man props whoever that is because <laughs> because that's gonna that's that's gonna be like a daunting task. 
And you yeah. got Kyler Murray in there, even though, you know, we don't know how well Kyler Murray is going to be, you know, once the playoffs roll around. But you, you, you well, still got that. I, I, yeah, I'm about to say, I, I, I'll give them. I mean, I don't think they're – obviously they're not up there with the top four, you know, no. top four teams in the NFC. No. But, I mean, they. But they. but I'll give you this. Um, he he's pretty accurate and he can run, so yeah. uh, yeah. I give him a shot against anybody. I tell you that. Yeah, that that that's true. That that's I true give him a shot that. against anybody. Yeah. So so Maestro, um, what what were your thoughts uh, at halftime against uh, the uh, the Cowboys and uh, the Steelers? Man. Game? <laughs> so <laughs> let me first of all let me let me in, in order for you to grasp where I was at with that game I have to take you back to my Saturday night. So, um, I had a little kickback at my house Saturday night, a little little plush out thing. We we, we drinking Hennessy, doing the things that we do, listening to R and B. Um, I didn't get to bed till like four because I had some late night action. Um, so I got to bed about four. Uh, woke up again about seven, seven in the morning because of an early bird and, you know, went about my day. I realized that I was going to have an in the bed watching football day. Hmm. So, um, and I'm watching, I'm watching y'all struggle with the Colts a little bit. I'm like, all right, interesting, cool game. Come on. And I'm, you know, I'm so convinced that this is about to just be a, you know, a snooze fest. We, you know, it's going to be dominance. It's going to be all that. Um, you know, I'm in a bed chilling. I ain't, you know, you know, it's my mm-hmm. tradition on my jersey. I ain't even throw my jersey on. I'm just, I'm in a bed chilling, thinking like it's nothing. Yep. Um, so <laughs> I, I can't, I could tell you how I felt about. Cause let's be clear, first the their first drive on offense from that point, mm-hmm. it was like, yo, they are coming for our next. Mm-hmm. They come in, and I'm like, yep. all right, cool. They could do that. They, I'm, I'm, I'm not even tripping at that point. Like, all right, they, they should come for our next. Like, we, we in their building. This, mm-hmm. they don't have nothing. They have absolutely nothing to play for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing to play well, for. Well, they do because, but they the NFC, the uh, NFC. I, I get you. It's sure, the NFC East, you. man. <laughs> sure, sure, but they don't. Yeah, like they don't. They can lose. Out, they, man. <laughs> You know, it's funny because I heard people talking about, you know, if they had won this game, they would be on the top of the NFC East. And that that is true. Mm-hmm. But they lose, they still ain't out of it. Like, like it's, not, this is, the, it. yeah. <laughs> the division is so bad. They got, like, two more games that they can definitively lose and still be in the race. So it's like, yep. you know, but um, they, threw their, they threw the kitchen sink at us. And I tweeted it by halftime. I said, man. Um, you know, Gilbert doing his thing. Def- um, that that number ninety six on that defensive line that um that they finally let start playing. Gallimore, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that boy is a beast. I'm talking about that boy is a that boy is a beast. Mm-hmm. But um, all in all, about halftime, I'm like, man, I I it's cute they doing their thing, but I hope they got more kitchen sinks to throw at us because mm-hmm. at some point. Um, no, Trey, I'm big on this. When you a winning team, regardless of whether you're playing good or not, you know how to win. And when you're a losing team, at some point, you're just going to go back to who you are and lose. Yeah. It's called pedigree. Yeah. So, so with while we get this whip, I'm like, all right, all right. 
But let me get interested. Let me get up. So I get up, throw my jersey on. I, you know, I'm getting hype. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. I'm getting in my in the mode I probably should have been in had I not <laughs> been drinking Hennessy the night before. And um, and they still fighting. So I'm like, mm. they still yeah. fighting. Yeah, two plays, two plays for me that turned this game. Number one was the block in the back on the return that should have been a touchdown, but homie blocked your man in the back there, and they had to bring that ball all the way back to the 30, I believe. And wait, wait, so what play is that you talking So y'all, y'all punted. I think it was y'all second position, and y'all punted, and it was the trick play. It was they, the oh, guy oh, caught oh, it. Oh, the punt and then return, he threw, the punt return. Right, okay. and then he threw across the field, Yeah, and then homie, you know, was about to go score. And one of his mans blocked your boy. Pushed him into the runner. He pushed him into the runner. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that should have been a touchdown with that stupid, you know, penalty. So, well, if you go up 17 nothing, mm-hmm. now, now at that point, now, y'all scrapping the runner game. And it's like, all right, we, 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 we got to throw our way back into this football game. And well, we, um, I'll say this. They did an amazing job against the running game. Um um, you know, you know, I've been hard on James Conner, um, and and I'll be clairvoyant uh, or transparent. I uh, I I was like, we need to go find another option. James, I said it like week one, and I and I get that he had a decent week one if I remember right. But mm-hmm. um, I was like, James Conner ain't it. He's slow. I'm like, I get the story. It's, I'm happy for him, but he's not that. That's how I feel about James Conner. Yeah. Um, so um, with him being shut down. Like that, I'm like, uh, like whatever. We we gonna have to we. This is Baltimore again. We gonna have to do. We gonna have to do Baltimore again. Fine, I'm fine with that because we're not getting what we need. Um, with that being said, um, in rebuttal to the, your uh your um the punt return comments, see, I feel like I also feel like in this ain't got what well, do got something to do with it. On our first possession, uh, Ben Roethlisberger threw a bomb to Chase Claypool. That um, should have been seven points, and at bare minimum, mm-hmm. should have been a pass interference where you know we're not being put off the field having to punt. Yeah. Um, I do think I do. Think, we don't know it didn't happen, so we don't know. I do think if that play is if that call is made or he catches that ball because it was still a catchable ball mm-hmm. in the midst of him being interfered, um, I do think that changes the collection of the game. Um, but obviously that didn't happen. And right. our, my three. 30,000 feet view of the game. Um, winners win winners win, and losers lose. And, and there's really no no other way to put it. Yeah. Um, and that's why and that's why I mentioned the block in the back because that's a losing play. That's, a, that's yeah. the kind of play that losing teams make. That's the kind of mistake that those kinds of teams make in those situations. Even with the Randy – even late in the game with the Randy Gregory thing – Mm-hmm. And yeah, I get it because I, I didn't. I, I argued all Monday morning. It was incidental contact. Hey, guess what? You hit the quarterback in the face. You're getting flagged. It's happening. Mm-hmm. It's just happening. Um, except, the, except they missed one on Gilbert um, late in that game. Hey, but I, again, but you know again, what? But but my response: you you Garrett Gilbert, you ain't yeah, <laughs> you you ain't none guys. <laughs> that was my response is, to it. So. When is I mean, and hell, and hell. The big call that they missed um, in in favor of in favor of Pittsburgh is uh, Joe Hayden very clearly tried to tackle uh, Amari Cooper in the end zone. 
Uh, went on the uh the Fitz, Fitzpatrick interception. He tackled mm-hmm. him. Yeah. He damn near tackled him. It should have been called. It should have been a first down at you know at the two and a half, whatever half you know half distance to the goal. Um, for Dallas, instead it was a turnover because uh Gil- Gilbert wanted to throw to Cooper and he had to go somewhere else because he was getting wrapped. You know, he was wrapped up. Yep. Um, but then again, uh uh Jalen Smith. I mean, uh, Jalen Smith, uh, Van Der Resch, uh, you know, tried to swing at Boogie McFarlane. Mm. And, yes, it was, yeah, Boogie McFarlane should have gotten swinged on. But we all know in football, the retaliator gets caught, not the person who initiates that. So it's like, look. Another one of those dumb mistakes by losing teams. Let's be clear. Dallas Cowboys are a winning team. If they were a winning team, they win this game. Absolutely. But for the fact that they're not, the Pittsburgh Steelers are undefeated. I will say this to give my, my, my thoughts on it and put a bow onto the game. I felt it so surprising that you're Pittsburgh, you're up by five, about 40 seconds left to go. This is about fourth and one from the Dallas, I want to say, 20th, 25th. And instead of kicking a field goal, going up by eight points and, you know, God forbid that Dallas scores a touchdown and gets a two-point conversion. This game is tied. Instead, you try to go for it, and Gilbert almost, again, I, I'm not saying that you could have done it, but almost sure. scored a touchdown, sure. and that would have been you know, the Steelers' uh, first loss of the season. Yeah. Um, but, see, I didn't I didn't have a problem. When Coach tells me he didn't feel comfortable kicking the field goal because Tyrone Crawford was doing what he wanted to do on special teams all game, mm. I'll buy that. My problem is, is that why why would you give it to James Conner, who's been uh, eliminated from the game at that point, mm. and he's been stopped all game? I mean, we uh, did not run the ball well at all. And the reason why we were even in this game again is because um, some turnovers, but Ben Roethlisberger going back to one personnel and just right, throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Who gonna stop us? That's how we got back in the game. So even in that fourth and one situation, I'm thinking, I right, spread them out, get it to the open man on us. Like we was doing what we wanted to do in the passing game in the second half. So I, I more questioned the call on fourth down than I did question him not kicking the field goal. Because the way I saw it is that we was about to put the dagger in the game on that drive, and they they uh, let him off the hook with that bad play call. But you would would you have been okay if they kicked the three points anyway? You would have um, they did it, you know, give them the ball um, back. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd have been okay with it. But like I said, I, I'm riding with my coach. I understood his logic. Tyrone Crawford was getting through every single time they kicked the extra he point. He blocked or the extra point code. in that yeah, game, right? Every yeah. single time they they lined up, except for the 59 yarder that. Boswell made outside of that every single time Mm -hmm. Tyrone Crawford specifically got through Mm -hmm. so nah I don't I don't want no I don't want no block field goal and then Dallas gets to pick it up and run for however long they get to run and the momentum is there and all that I yeah I I I, I felt Mm -hmm. Tomlin on that I I accept that that excuse yeah that that situation kind of remind me of Seahawks and Vikings a few weeks ago where the Vikings were in that situation, but except they were at the two-yard line and mm-hmm. they decided to go for it instead of the three points to go up by eight because, you know, you're giving the ball back to Russell Wilson. Um, the difference here is you're giving the ball back to Garrett Gilbert. Um, yeah. It's, it's funny because 
um, me and my wife, we were watching this game. And I said to her, I said, oh, man, they probably should have just kicked the three points. And she was like, it's the Cowboys. It's Dallas. And I said, yeah, it's it's Dallas, but there's time on this clock. <laughs> and, I mean, and they given, the, given, the, given the way this game's been going, all you need is a couple chunk plays and you get mm-hmm. it pushed in to, you know, score a touchdown. And look what happened. They had a couple chunk plays and they got it to what the thirty or twenty five. Um, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. They got it there and they and they and they had a chance. Um, you know, in the end, it's like why why you know why to that when you know you just kick the three and you know force them to score. Worst case, you know they got to go for two, and if they don't get the two, then it's, it's game over. But I wouldn't. I I wouldn't have had you know either issue with either decision it just reminded me of that seahawk viking situation a few weeks ago can y'all hear me yeah oh okay it was it was just dead for a minute there um are you breaking up a little bit on yeah, my side? just a little bit yeah oh okay okay um I'm must to be that much as i can must so. be that fancy background i know right <laughs> <laughs> Too much, too much. Uh, try to do as much, uh, HD, to do too as much, much as RAM I can. on the computer. And, but um, uh, yeah, yeah, I get my, yeah, I get my real life. Yeah, um, okay, I see a, see somebody butt neck, a butt naked woman walking through here. Just mind your business. <laughs> 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 like you, like you, uh. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So um. Yeah, so you, you, you referenced um, the Ravens game. Um, you said you was watching that game earlier. Um, yeah, that that was that game was a little frustrating for me in the first half. And then when we come out in the second half, we got that nice drive, that first drive in the third quarter. And I got to tell you, Gus Edwards almost never fumbles. Like, the whole time he's been with the team, I don't ever recall him fumbling. In any situation, but that one, you know, where he got, you know, picked from behind at the goal line, that just like that just made me pissed off. Like, yeah. I'm like this, I'm like this dude almost never fumbles. So it's like, I, right, you know, we we just, you know, we blew that one. I mean, we didn't took about a good five second, five minutes off the clock there. So it's we'll not. Uh, go ahead. Assess, assess Lamar Jackson's performance in your eyes for me Sunday. Um, I thought it was a tale of two halves, in my opinion. It wasn't a great performance. It was just enough to, you know, get by in this game. And that's exactly mm. what we did. We we got by in this football game. Um, trying to continue, so the Colts ball, and uh, Marcus Spears gets the interception, which, you know, didn't look like it was. But rule, I guess, is he took three steps. And he fought after that, and then you know the call got overturned, and we got the ball back at that point. And from that point on, we just kind of rolled. At. Yeah. So you you y'all was cool with that call that he caught it and fumbled. Um, that the original call or what they overturned? Um. Well, they called it an incomplete. They ruled it an incomplete pass, right? They ruled it incomplete, and then they changed yeah. it to. 
uh, an interception. Yeah, I think that, I thought that was an incomplete pass. I don't think he had possession of that yeah, ball. Yeah, that was an incomplete pass. Yeah, I don't think he had possession of that yeah, ball. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched it three times, and I was like, he he didn't have possession. He he fell back. He he didn't have possession even going down with it. But yeah. this whole, I guess this whole thing about taking three steps, um, I, I didn't think that that was applicable in that kind of situation. Yeah, because you got to take three steps with the ball in your hand. That three steps with it. Not three like, steps in your bobble in it. Right, right. So, yeah. Needless to say, we got away with one. Needless to say. Um, I'll take it if, it if it means my team gets a W, if it means that we, you know. Especially if when momentum. it came off of a turnover, right? It came off of a turnover, absolutely, yeah. a- absolutely. So we we got our chance back. We scored right there, and from that point on, um, you know, we we just kind of coasted after that. The Colts couldn't do much of nothing um, after that point. Um, but yeah, um, the the Colts are, yeah, I I just don't think they're that good, man. Like I like but I've been, I said that, <laughs> but I, like I like I've been saying from but. I, but I said that in our preseason predictions that I didn't I didn't think the Colts were going to be like I thought it was going to be a train wreck with them getting Philip Rivers not Jacoby Brissett. I said that in the preseason, and then they you know they go five and two and it's like okay who they beat they beat Cincinnati they beat um well they lost to Jacksonville but mm. they, they beat Washington they, they was it Washington yeah it was Washington it was okay. Um. Yeah, they they beat some teams that really aren't that good. Like, they they don't have a quality win on the on the schedule right now. Like I don't I don't I don't buy the Colts. Um. I I don't think they're making the playoffs. To be honest with you, I'm with you. I mean, get, I mean, look at the Dolphins' resurgence right now, and you know, I I, I think Cleveland will be okay, but I don't know. I, I got Mirage. I'm not buying the Browns either. They're just way too inconsistent with the offense, in my opinion. I mean, Baker Mayfield can have a great game one day, and then he could – I mean, they're a little bit inconsistent for me to say that they should get into the playoffs. I will say for the Colts, Mm -hmm. yeah, they're kind of my inside-out kind of team right now. They're they're on the bubble for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think they go. And I tell you what, I give I give Vegas a shot before I get this point. I give Vegas a shot before I give the Colts a shot to make the playoffs. Well, I'll never say that as a Broncos fan. Absolutely I know. not. I know. <laughs> I know. I heard somebody. I heard somebody the other day saying that Derek Carr is the best quarterback that nobody's paying attention to this year. I'll give I'll, I'll give him I'll give Derek Carr a fantastic season, especially before the season. He had said, I and I quote, "No one is giving me respect in this league. I deserve it." So I will say this: the Raiders are five and three. It's been an impressive job by Carr in this offense so far. But um, they're going to have a a test uh, this Sunday when they play against my Broncos. And I know I can't say much because we just lost to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, but uh, you know, Denver's still in this thing too. Where every you know. I, I believe in this team. You know, we're, I'm not going to go. We're not going to like I predicted, but sure. we at least have an outside chance to get into the wild card too. Um, uh, Jordan, I'm not buying that. Uh, I, Broncos <laughs> are, I, I don't think the Broncos are in it at all, bro. I, I'm, I'm sorry to push your bubble there, look, but I don't look, think they're. It's there a at numbers all. thing. They're still in it. They're numerically. What's the what's they what they say? Mathematically, yeah, mathematically, they're still that's alive. alive. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> kind of like everybody in the NFC East is mathematically still. But, yeah. But it's funny you brought up Derek Carr because when, when me and Maestro did our top quarterbacks in the AFC up to this point, I think we said Holmes, we said Lamar, we said Roethlisberger, and I think we said Tannehill. Like, it's like the top four. Um, not in that order, but we just said because I don't even know if I got Ben Roethlisberger high right now. Um, I think number five is Derek Carr now. If you're I talking about right. top five, I, I think, think Justin Herbert stock raised too this season. Uh, um, Justin Herbert though, uh, yeah, true, and Joe Burrow, that's true. Yeah, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, and, and I get it. Derek Carr, Derek Carr is playing in a very efficient season. Yep. Um, I read somewhere today the most efficient offense, whatever that means. They're the most efficient. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know what don't, metric they're using. I don't know what the, yeah, what that means, but um, <laughs> clearly they're doing something right. But I mean, if if you give me the ad, if you're talking about the eye test right now, and even Tannehill, it's crazy. From uh, just last week, I'm ready to bring Tannehill on down. But um, it's crazy that uh, your Herbert is up there. Derek Derek Carr, I mean, you gotta, you might have to throw him in that top five in the AFC right now. Yeah, yeah, Herbert Herbert's, uh, he's he's definitely getting it done. Uh, I mean, not, hell, just not winning might, the games, but hell, we um, might be putting we might be putting uh, Tua Tua in the top five in three weeks. So yeah, maybe maybe. Um, hey man, I I, I just. I just gotta brag. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you brag, well, if unless you about to brag on the Ravens, if you, and if you could do that, that's fine. Do it, do that first. Oh, I'm I'm a brag on the Ravens, no doubt. All right, well, I'll let you we, do that before I. Before. We got that's not who I was talking about. Okay, I about to say because I I I I, I want to stick the knife into the Broncos just a little bit uh, more because I guess it's here. All right, <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, man. Um. I, I, I called this one uh, the Dolphins over uh, the Cardinals. Hell of a game. Hell of a game. Yes. I, I would have much rather have watched this game than watched the Dallas Steeler game. Um, nah, I ain't going to say that because Dallas, like, even though we should have been, we should have been dating, that was a entertaining game. It was still entertaining. It was, it was entertaining. entertaining ass game. It was entertaining. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I was talking more so, you know, the lead up towards the game. I would gotcha. much rather watch. Oh, yeah, if you tell me, Dolphins. if you tell me before the game started, yeah. who would I watch? Yeah, what would be more entertaining? Yeah, yeah. But it it was just that this game was just more of a shootout. You know, that's what made it fighting yeah. a great. Yeah, game. I love a good old fashioned shootout. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I didn't expect uh, a two a ball to this game, man. Yeah, he he, he yeah. balled out. Um, yeah. the the defense. I think they what they had an interception for a touchdown in this game. I think. Or a fumble return? I don't fumble, know. I think it was a fumble. It was, it was a, fumble a fumble return? Okay. I think. I think. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, the defense had to play, too. I mean, they still gave up 31 points to the Cardinals. But um, at that that one um, defensive play, I thought, made a difference in that game. And so now you got these Dolphins at 5-3. and three. Um, The Cardinals took a step back. And they had a chance to take a lead in the West. You know, with Seattle losing, they, they definitely blew the opportunity to you know, take that lead because I think in a couple they play the Seahawks in Seattle on a Thursday night. So, you know, that's going to be pretty huge for them. And then you got the mm-hmm. Dolphins at five and three. And I still think this division, this AFC East, I think um, looking at the Wide schedule. Open. What's that? Open? Uh, you broke up there. What you- no, I said you think it's wide open? I think it's wide. I think it's still wide open, man. 
Um, I was at the schedule earlier, and that Week 17 matchup is uh, Bills-Dolphins. So that could be for the AFC East in Week 17. Both of these teams are going to the playoffs regardless. I mean, I really like uh, Tua and what he's doing with Dolphins. And this, let's give some props to Brian Flores. I mean, you're, you're talking about a team that was at one point last year, I want to say had only like one or two wins and like 10, 11 losses. And to turn that around to where you are right now, five and three, yeah. getting yourself ready or in prime position to get a wild card spot, beat a very good Arizona team. Props to this, my organization. They're back. They want, and I think they got coach they want. You know what's funny? Um, I heard this in in sports talk world. Um, that they were talking about that. Yeah, they had to um put Tua in. They did because they needed to know what they have to know. They were in line if they needed to draft a quarterback as soon as this next draft. I heard that too. Um, that that would be silly of the Dolphins to right that process. Like, like you drafted him, like you drafted, you know, yeah. I, I thought that was silly too. I knowing just, knowing you know. that he has the shoulder injury, you still right. Drafted you knew him. right. And and for anyone that still had any questions, they were definitely had questions answered on Sunday. I would like to think so. Oh yeah, I would like to think so. Yeah, two uh, two was very accurate. Uh, I liked. I mean, left hand thrower. I mean, he hits his guy. I mean. I, I don't know what else they need to determine if they need to die. And I guess well, just to just to um let people know why we're talking about this and why there's been so much talk about it is because the Dolphins have the Texans first round pick for next year because of mm-hmm. the Laramie Tunsil trade. So right. that's why that conversation was, you know, put to play because you look at the Texans right now, they look like they're gonna be a a four-win, five-win team, and obviously that's going to put them in the top ten of the draft order for next year. So They certainly won't get the first draft pick. I think uh, you saw who that was going to be on Monday night. That's a fact. Yes. Yeah, you, you definitely saw that. Um, and, and just for the record, Maestro, um, last night's game was not one of my five games that uh, I wanted I would to talk like about. To, I, would like to, I would like to hope so. Um, but Look and let me say, and and now and now it's kind of becoming a it was, now it's becoming a question. One of our um, six games. Because <laughs> yeah, because I'm indifferent about this. I'm glad that Cam got a win, mm-hmm. but they are celebrating this win way hard. They are celebrating this win way too hard, and it really speaks to um, how how crazy the fall from grace has been for the New England Patriots to the point where on a Tuesday morning they are damn near celebrating like they won the Super Bowl against a 0 and 18. No yeah. 0 and 19. Yeah. <laughs> Nine, that yeah. was yeah that and by the way, that game was entertaining because sure. the Jets, mm-hmm. you know, I I turned the game on cuz um you know, I, I was on the line with my um probably while that was going on and then I turned the game over up 13 to 7 I believe um and was about to close the air um and then they come out the second half and you know they score um no actually they scored right before the half um came up actually that the Joe Flacco bomb right right and I I gotta say he played about as well as um the last time I've seen him play like that like it's been a while since he's like that, 
Now, don't you come hey, here, hey, don't hey. you come on here caping for Joe Flacco. You know what's gonna happen. In, you know what's gonna happen in that chat room. <laughs> oh, I know. Come, I, I, come I know on here if, caping if, for Joe Flacco. Yeah, let's not talk about Joe Flacco. That's hey, <laughs> it's so funny. Like, like Jordan. I, 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 I live in the Baltimore area, and every time this guy name gets mentioned on sports talk radio, it, it's like a lightning rod for fans to kind of have this back and forth about. You know what he did in the past to what he is now, and you know, and all this stuff. But well, let's talk about the recent past. If Joe Flacco, if I ever see him in a Broncos uniform, yeah. man, absolutely not. <laughs> I would tell you. Th- I would tell you. Some- wind up the biggest Hail Mary punch you got for him, <laughs> and and throw it. <laughs> yeah, right, I, I, right. I, I, I'll get yeah. leg of uh, there. This guy is speaking. Speaking of the Raiders, where there was this guy back in the day, Shane Leckler. Mm-hmm. I would tell Shane Leckler to punt Joe Flacco back to Baltimore if I ever see him in a Broncos uniform again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, because I mean the way he played last night, he ain't played like that for y'all last year. No, at at no. all. <laughs> Even five percent of that we yeah. ever saw in Denver. Mm-hmm. And I said it when it happened. I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Oh, when the I trade happened? When the trade happened, me and you argued about it. I don't get why they paid him anything to come to Denver. Well, it was a trade. It wasn't or he was whatever. On, yeah, it, right. it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like he I was would, on the market. <laughs> he had no in a Denver uniform. Let me say that then. It's like well, Keenum didn't have any business a, he's a being in a Denver uniform. Now. Like he he's he's a he's a backup quarterback. At he was a backup then. He was a backup when he was traded to Denver. So, yeah, he was a backup to... for maybe his last one or two years in in Baltimore. I have to worry about seeing him anymore. But, but this. So like... why we hold on hold on Trey? Why are we twisting? It? Unless you uh, if unless you was unless you. Well, I I was gonna make a point about the Jets defense. Um, I think from the point like from from the point I turned that game on, it couldn't stop the Patriots, bruh. Like whether it what was else is new? like whether it was holding a middle goal or having twelve field at yeah, the quarter they had twelve men on the field and you're like wait a minute like they they doing this on purpose like they yeah. they trying to lose this game on purpose yo we know that's right. surprise yeah I about to that, say that we're, we're the Can I so, let me twist. so do you so please do you think the Jets are tanking so do you think the Jets are tanking? no tanking they're just bad they're, they're just bad. bad they're not tanking they're bad they're straightful yeah they're okay. not tanking okay. they're just bad. I gotta tell you, I mean, that was about subtle of a 12 man on the field penalty as I've ever seen it. Like it wasn't guys were rushing to get off the field. This 12th man came on the field and went up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I still think they're gonna win a game. It's a night game. I think they're gonna win a game this year. I don't. Um, see it. I don't see it. I think they're gonna six and Joe Douglas. I understand this can't be your call. You have to wait for Johnson to come back from the UK, but. Why is MJ still coaching? Because he can't make no decisions. <laughs> Appar- <laughs> apparently, apparently, fire the coach because he don't have apparently. the power to do so. <laughs> and, and that's why his ass gonna get fired, right, coach? Probably. <laughs> so, um, let me twist the knife while we still on Joe Flacco and Denver. As obviously he oh, was in beautiful. <laughs> yeah, man. Tell, so, yeah, just I, I don't know, man. Tell me about Denver Broncos, man. Look, and and I will say this, Jordan. I will say this. Um, one, since uh Dan Quinn has been fired more as his guy wise, it's not a bad team roster wise. So I will shoot you that bell. This is a team on roster. Them getting uh forty five back, um I forget that linebacker's name. Um 
that 45 for Atlanta, whatever his name is, they got some people back. Um, they they running a little bit better. Um, and it's on, uh, at least offensively, this this is that team rivals. I shoot you that bell, but um, your team is bad, man. Your team is bad. Ah. Uh- I will, I will, I will admit, I didn't like that loss against the Atlanta Falcons. I had them going to beat Atlanta in Atlanta because I was hoping, and you kind of saw man. before. And I thought that last year I was like, "Oh my god, if we could recapture some Atlanta magic right here, that would be mm. great." But that that obviously didn't happen. We took the loss, but I will say this: we still have a lot of potential. I will remind people this was Drew Locke's eleventh start. I will also remind people in day. terms of, yeah, he had a fantastic game. I wish he'd do that, you know, in the first half instead of waiting, you know, until the third or fourth quarter to turn on that magic. But mm-hmm. I'll, I'll leave that comment alone. We also, in terms of, you know, age of our, like, skilled offensive players, we've got the youngest, uh, youngest age of skilled offensive players. Like, it was, like, some particular graphic I was uh, I saw when I was watching the game. And, you know, when you have like a really young, you know, players, they probably don't have a lot of experience in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So you're, you know, you hope that they would at least get some practice either in the off season with training camp, OTAs, preseason. Obviously, that didn't happen because you know coronavirus pandemic and all that. I'm not making excuses. I don't like the fact we're three and five. I will wear that on my belt right now that we're three and five. But I am not writing off the Broncos just because we had a first bad eight game so far. This team is a lot better than how we're playing so far. And I'd like to hold all comments on the Denver Broncos from my side until I see at least the first half of the second half. These are games going forward. Give me a projection, man. I think... End well, of the year. End of the year projections. End of the year. We go... We're going to go 9-7 and seven at the end of the year. Okay. 9-7. and seven. Okay. And we bear, we get like the seventh wild card spot. Wow. I hear you, man. Talk, hey, man. That's all you got. It. That's all you got, brother. Yeah, that's all you got as a shot, man. Shoot that monkey. My, you know, I, I will not. I will not come on the airwaves and and abandon all hope right now just because we've had a bad first half of the season. Wouldn't be. Wouldn't be the uh, the Broncos fan in me to do that. <laughs> respect, respect. Well, look, man. I think you have something in Jerry Judy right now. Um, and I'm not saying that oh, yeah. he's on my fantasy team. Um, he's on my I fantasy like team, too, of, so I get it. Yeah, but I, I liked him coming out of college, and I, I, I thought he would be a good player. I, I think he got you something. Feel like, I'm sorry, Trey. Do you feel like he's rectified the drops he's, that he's had in the first half of the season? Um, of course. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. No, uh, I mean, see, do you feel like he's corrected it? I don't think so. Not yet. Not I think yet. I need. To, I think I need to see a larger sample size. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, I will say this: he has the ability, and I guess be, I'll come back to the Jets here for just one second because I remember specifically one play that was uh, that we made on that Thursday night game where Brett Ripien threw like this air ball, this jump ball out to you know the Jets player and Jerry Judy, yep. and Jerry Judy essentially Randy Moss this guy. So mm-hmm. I know what you you're know, talking I, about. That's, yep. That that was all the proof I need to say. Wow, we got uh, we got something special in this guy. Yeah, yeah. And he was know. a steal, a complete steal for us. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. No. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Going to be good. Um, I just for what I from what I've saw from him, particularly when y'all played us in uh, week three, I believe. Um, he dropped a lot of balls. 
I, I get that, but we but also Drew Locke couldn't you know finish that game because uh, I, I hate mentioning this guy's name because he doesn't deserve to be mentioned. But Garrow Bowles can't do anything for this mm-hmm. team right now. So yeah. I mean, uh, if he did, if he actually made it a block, then Drew Locke would have been able to finish that game, and he wouldn't have been out two games uh, for the next couple. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how mm-hmm. you feeling about your coach? Because I was I was a little critical of him late last year when he made a couple of mistakes in in one of those games. I'm not going to lie. The first game that we played against Tennessee, we had the ability to win it, but we decided not to call timeouts when we decided when we needed to call timeouts. And so that affected Drew Locke in terms of how much time he had to, you know, make a comeback drive. I will say besides that, I mean, he doesn't have that much to work with when we talk about the defense. I mean, Von Miller, Jarrell Casey and Bryce Callahan hasn't played all this season. So, you know, our defense has certainly been impacted. I would like to see a little bit more in terms of defensive production, you know, giving up about, I want to say, what was it like 31, 34 points to the Atlanta Falcons is definitely not good. Mm. especially if we're trying, you know, to prove that we're a top five defense, but in terms of grade, I'm going to give Vic Fangio a, Barely above passing a C plus. Okay. And yeah, and I will say this: my uh, my patience for uh, John Elway, I still have it, but it's getting thin. That I agree one hundred percent. I agree one hundred percent. Yeah. Um. And and I think for me, it's predicated on if Drew Lock is going to become. If, if Drew Lock turns out to be a bust, then uh, I, that's the final straw for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't think he'll be. I neither do I. I, I I, I genuinely want to believe he's the guy because I don't want to go through the quarterback carousel again. And I will say this. In the next two to three years, this AFC West division is going to be one of the best divisions in football. You're talking about Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs. You're mm-hmm. talking about Derek Carr for the Raiders that, yeah. you know, I give a lot of credit for. Still is one of the top seven quarterbacks, in my opinion. You got Justin Herbert for the yeah. Chargers, and you got Drew Locke for the Broncos. Yeah. Watch out. AFC West is coming for you in two to three years. Yeah, that man got to stay healthy, though. Uh, Drew Locke, that I is. know. Yeah. He, he got, he oh, his offensive healthy. line got to protect better. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, let me say what up to the number one Chief Rock of Jersey, Vern. What's happening? In the chat room. What's happening, Chief? Uh, he, he doesn't like your Broncos, man. He says, he says, man, Denver sucks. This is who y'all talking about? <laughs> it's better than talking about the Giants right now. I'll tell you what. We want to talk about a 2-16? <laughs> yeah, well, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to talk about a 2-16, but sure <laughs> don't. I, sure I, don't. I don't want to do that. Not not when you play in the football team. Especially um, after the headache they gave, especially yeah, after the headache I had. Football team. I say, especially after the headache I had from a two or sixteen. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, we we're not talking about Giants right now. We could we could talk about we could talk about the Titans uh, bouncing back against the Chicago Bears. Man, the Bears' offense sucks, and we knew that. Say, I don't really have. In. I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't really have much on them teams because here's the thing about it, and, and uh, you know we don't believe the Chicago Bears and. If I'm being honest, um, I ain't gonna say I ain't gonna say I give I gave, I gave up on the Titans because of the division they're in, mm-hmm. but they 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 I don't know I don't know what's happened in the past two weeks, but they're not I don't know I, I, I I'm I'm very indifferent about them right now. They well, look if, a little funky. 
Yeah. If, it's, if anything, it's the defense, and we, we kind of talked about it. And we knew um, that, but we their, knew that. Their, their third down efficiency is Yeah, really but we like, knew that. They've been that way all year. It's something different besides that. They've been bad defensively all year. They haven't been good all year. Mm-hmm. From a, Oh, you're saying from a defensive standpoint. Yeah, they haven't been good all year from a defensive standpoint, and they were still looking like a, a great team earlier, you know, maybe the first four I'm games. I was going to say, because what they started, what, 4-0, and right? Or 5 yeah, or something they, like that? Three and no, I think it was three and no. I don't, I, I, yeah, and they only surrendered sixteen points to uh, Josh Allen's Buffalo Bills. Yeah. So yes, but then they had that game, and then right after that, like lay. I don't know if it was right before or right after. Lay a straight up, lay a straight up egg against. Um, I want to say it was Jack. Was it Jacksonville? No, it, 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 it was the it was the no. Bengals. It was the Bengals. The Bengals. Oh, right. The Bengals. Yeah, it was the week was, after they played John loss. Maestro. Yeah, that was a bad loss. Yeah. yeah, so it's like for I don't, it, it it puts me in this space like man, I want to believe y'all like you know I want to believe we had a quality win against y'all you know the week before, but then you go with the sense go with Cincinnati and look crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Titans they started off five and zero. Their five wins, and zero. Okay, their, their wins was at Denver, home against Jacksonville, at Minnesota, home against Buffalo, home against Houston. Those were the five wins in that stretch, and then. They lost to Pittsburgh. They lost to the Bengals, like, unexpectedly. And then they yeah. bounced back against the Bears here, um, which, you know, I'm going to just reiterate. The Bears' offense sucks. Um, mm. They're trending downward. We knew their offense sucked. Um, right. I, I've always given them the side eye, even after their hot start. I think they were, like, 5-1 and one at one point, weren't they? You don't don't get me the line. Don't get me the line. Okay, okay. But uh, they, they're they, five they were one hot. 5-2. Five and two, yeah. okay, but yeah. yeah but since, don't then, since then, they've they've been on a down slide, and I expect that to continue. Yeah, it's like I said, I don't believe in Chicago. I, I just don't believe in Chicago. So it, it, for me, even in a win, I'm still looking at the Titans like, eh. Uh, Rock in the chat room says, uh, "Is Denver over five hundred? I'll wait." Uh, also says, <laughs> also says. Uh, <laughs> Nope. <laughs> also says uh, Tennessee beat the Ravens ass in the big game. Stop it! Um, and then it say, he says, and by the way, we are two and seven. Oh, way to go, Chief! Way to oh, go to emphasize your points by saying we're two and seven. <laughs> don't y'all? Don't y'all got the Titans this week? Um, the Ravens, I mean. Uh, we got the Patriots on Sunday night. When do y'all have the oh, Titans? Then? Oh, that's when. Okay. We got the when Titans. do y'all have the Titans? I think we got the Titans. Is it? I think it's the week after. I think it's the oh, week okay. after. But I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll double check that. Hey, it's not that important. I just wanted to know. I just wanted to know where I could mark. I could mark y'all possibly getting a loss. I just need to mark that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's right after the Patriots game. So gotcha. right and before the rematch on Thanksgiving. Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. Hey, we we we'll, we'll talk. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I might not even be around. Not, I'm, I'm not. There. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, look, I, we got our game. We got our. We got our, I, I don't even know what I'm doing for Thanksgiving, but I know. I ain't going. I ain't going. I'm not going out, Glen Bernie. I know that. <laughs> oh, for real? Okay. I know that. Okay. I know I ain't doing that because okay. I drink a lot of alcohol on Thanksgiving. <laughs> hey, just Uber it, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, just Uber. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, anywhere I go is going to be within five to fifteen minutes of where I live. 
Because <laughs> luckily, yeah. all my all my family that you know yeah, you outside you of my mom, that. obviously. You you don't want to get in the Uber drunk right around they, here. You don't want to get in the Uber drunk and they drop you off someplace you don't need to be at. <laughs> no, yeah. every single every single food plate that I'm going to is pretty much within five to fifteen minutes of where I live, so I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chief Rocker says, "Who plays on Thanksgiving? I hope it's not the cowgirls and the lions." Chief Rocker, you know damn well. That's their tradition. It's the, yeah. No, nah, it's it's the I thought it, I thought it was the uh Cowboys and the football team. No, I don't I don't think he's saying that that's the matchup. I think uh, he's saying who's playing on Thanksgiving. But yeah, the Lions uh, and the Cowboys are playing on Thanksgiving and that's who? a tradition that I think needs to end. Oh. At least Well, there's going to be part. a there's going to be a big 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 Thursday night game as uh you know, Trey's Ravens and Maestro yeah. Steelers are playing that nightcap. Right. Uh, on Thanksgiving, yeah. On that, Thanksgiving, and, and that, that's yeah. the only that's the only game that day. That's the only game worth watching. Yeah. For certain. Yeah. For for yeah. certain. Um so if you guys got no other games, man, um I, I'm I just good wanted, to Yeah, I, I just wanted to touch on this one story here and um LeBron James had uh, tweeted this out a few days ago and uh, said that uh, he's got a best friend back in Akron, Ohio, who lost a sister um, to cold blood murder in her own home. And so Mm -hmm. folks are trying to figure out, you know, what happened, who's the culprit, you know, did the person know Erica Weems? Yeah, he tweeted tweeted trying to get somebody to give up information or something, put a social media post out there trying to get information or something like that. Yep, yep, and, um, you know, before we logged on here, we we put hashtags on our shows, Jordan, and I made sure the hashtag justice for Erica Weems. Yeah, Erica Weems. Yep. Uh, uh, 37 years old, found dead in her home Monday, uh, Monday, which would probably have been, okay, I can't tell you the exact date because this says November 5th. I'm not about to look up my calendar and figure out what Monday that was, but she was killed um, from an apparent gunshot wound. No suspects at the time. Obviously, they're telling you the whole we're investigating and all that, yada, yada. Um, but, uh, LeBron puts out a post that says, Akron, Ohio, my brother's sister was murdered this past weekend in her home. Uh, my brother family, my brother family need answers to why and by whom, uh, my city, I need y'all to go to work and find out who did this awful, shameful, disgusting thing to such a caring, loving angel. Um, the Brandon, Brandon Weems is the friend. I, I, why does that sound like a familiar name? Uh, I think you're talking about the former quarterback Brandon Whedon. Maybe, maybe you're confusing nah. that. Or nah, there Brandon. used to be a wide receiver that played for the Falcons. Last name was Weems. Sonny Weems. That's Sonny Weems, though. I, I forget his first name. I think it's Sonny Weems. I think. Okay. Brandon Weems. Yeah, I'm googling it. Literally googling it, trying to see why that name. Why that name sounds familiar. But nonetheless, uh, rest in peace to uh, Erica Weems. Uh, condolences to the family, um, you know, and I hope you guys find the uh, find the guy you're looking for, the person you're looking for. Um, if anything, I, I tell you what, mm-hmm. if he was the, the, the probably the best bat signal uh, is 
you know, the biggest NBA player in the world. Oh, I see. So apparently Brandon Weems uh, originally joined the Cleveland Cavaliers organization as a scout back in 2015. Wow. The name sounded familiar. Um, but Never yeah, nonetheless, um, condolences to him and the rest family. And I hope you guys find you looking for, uh, for certain LeBron James putting that kite out there is going to help you guys find who you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just going to mention that maestro and if anybody that has a big platform that can get the message and get this story out on a more national level, it's LeBron James. But sure. I, I got a big problem with national media not covering this story for you know whatever reason and and it, it kind of goes back to what i've been saying weeks ago about when it, when it comes to election years when it comes to the media is trying to put a certain narrative out there um you know we talked about george floyd we talked about brianna taylor uh ahmaud arbery we, we we talked about those names all year long and all of a sudden we get the situation with Erica Weems. I think this story needs to get more coverage and just as a, just about enough coverage as George Floyd and the other, you know, names that I mentioned, um, got early on in this year. So I, I got a big I problem mean, with the media right now because this should have been, this should have been something I should have been seeing on the six o'clock news a few days ago. Not me just, you know, looking on Twitter and then, oh, LeBron's tweeting about this. Like, I, I shouldn't have to find out from LeBron James on Twitter about this particular situation, given that this falls under the category of what we've been protesting about all year long. Does it? I think it does, man. Um, you, you know what he tweeted? Um, she was found in her home dead. Um, and, I, and I get it has nothing to do with police, if that's the angle you're going with. Right. Okay. Okay. Because let's be clear. What if a black person? What if a, just a regular ass black? Uh, you know, I I hate to be insensitive, and and I don't want I don't mean to sound this way. What if it just another black ass nigga just came in and shot her? You, you you're right. I I, I then I'll we'd take be responsible, right? Because then they'd be responsible for reporting every time. Because then because then it becomes and uh, let me be clear. Let me say this again. Rest in peace to. Uh, Erica Williams and condolences to Brandon Williams and the family involved. Yep. Um, that would that would kind of be socially irresponsible because LeBron James is the biggest athlete in the world. We got to cover this murder because LeBron James is is speaking about this murder of a personal friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That be that be kind of irresponsible. Yeah. Uh, cause well, then, well, because then, because I take I take back what I said sure. about it falling under that category. So right, you're right. right. It doesn't involve police. So yeah, because then because I feel like because I feel like this, if you're going to recover that because LeBron James posted it, then when I talk about somebody I know who was murdered, then you need to put that on the news. Too. And we know all of those stories don't make the news. So because mm-hmm. LeBron James, LeBron James, right. he get that coverage, and I don't. Right, right, yeah, not attached to it. No, no question. Yeah, about it's just. That. I, I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately, and, I, and again, forgive me for sounding insensitive, mm-hmm. the media covers what they call sexy stories. And um, for whatever reason they deem necessary, because um, I'm not, I don't know what's sexy and what's not in, the, in terms of news coverage, yeah. um, this wasn't a sexy one. And, yeah. and that's a shame. And that's a shame. Yeah, and, and I'll reiterate. You wish, you wish all stories were treated like, you know, 
like George Floyd, like Breonna Taylor. Right. Like you wish, you know, people would care about that, but uh, that's unfortunately what we have in our society today. So your point is totally valid. I definitely get where you're coming from, Maestro. Yeah. And then, shit, how many people get murdered a day? Like, we don't have enough out of day for that. Yeah, yeah. God. No, your point. Yeah. You, you, you're right. Just talk, you're right. Yeah, Chicago, just in yeah. general. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's Hell, tough. Southeast D.C., we can't, we can't keep up over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Baltimore City, can't keep yeah, up, Yeah, facts, facts. Can't, can't facts. keep up, man. I mean, but I'll new, say new... this. Go ahead. I'll say this. Uh... Please stop since this. I, I get murder and those things are going to happen in this world. But uh, to those who are doing it and they and you got some common sense, please cut this. Please cut the nonsense out. Yeah, just crap out. Yeah, for yeah. real. Yeah, please yeah. cut it out. Yeah, get 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 it out of here. I mean, I, I mean, especially when you're talking about kids, you're talking about children. More like more times than that. More times than that. And I don't want to stretch this podcast no longer, especially because we ain't talking about sports per se. More times than that, this shit can be solved with a real conversation or a, or a fade. If it really comes down to it, a fade of just a good old fashioned fight. Like, but you know, niggas act more like bitches these days. They say that's what Drake told me, man, that been going on for years, man. <laughs> yeah so but uh it's nice to have you back on george um good show we we appreciate it once again for uh Thank you for hopping on me. with us man yes sir for certain your, your broncos still stink but you know it's all uh, good <laughs> but on the other yeah. end but on the other end man the nuggets was in the it was in the conference finals man so i mean you know hey man. I mean, yeah they got a bright future good. man uh, I think our Nuggets are going to get to the NBA Finals uh, next year. And, and I don't say that because I'm a, a Nuggets fan, but I just look in terms of how Mike Malone has handled, you know, year after year since he's took over the team. You know, mm-hmm. two years ago, we were we barely missed the playoffs because Minnesota decided to get in there when they had Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Last year, we got into the second round, almost made the Western Conference Finals. This year, we make the Western Conference Finals, so traje- trajectory and projection tells me that finals are, are not impossible for my Nuggets. T- and I tell, tell what, I tell you what, Jordan— that road to the finals is going to be a whole lot tougher next year because guess what? That them is light, a them, fact. Light, them light-skinned boys up in Golden State, they're going to be back. Yeah, we got Golden State. We still got lost. We got the two Los Angeleses because I fully believe that Kawhi Leonard is coming back to the playoffs. And mm-hmm. he's not going to miss a step. He wants to get back in there. So it is going to be definitely a tough road for the Denver Nuggets. But I, the way that Mike Malone has coached his team, I definitely believe we have a chance to you make our name. Absolutely. 100%. No doubt. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat room. Chief Rocker, Jay Ron, Kesey. I saw Deacon Dell in there earlier. Uh, Big Kev 303. We appreciate y'all in the chat room. Uh, just a few things before we get up on out of here. Um, you could listen to us on all of our podcast platforms. We're on Spotify iHeartRadio, Google Play Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Uh, we also got the YouTube page, so if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Uh, you can check us out on social media on Instagram, at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast, at My Styles, and at Trey Frazier. Also, you can check us out on Facebook. We got the Facebook page. And then also, you can check us out on Twitter, at Barbershop SPOR2. And at Maestro Styles. And also, if you got any questions or comments about the show, 
You can email us at barbershopsportstalk1 at gmail.com. So if nothing else, guys. Hey, that uh, Jordan, Jordan, plug your show real quick before we get off. Well, I, pre- I appreciate you. So keeping at 100 podcast, we are on Spotify. We are on iTunes. We are on iHeart. Basically, any streaming platform that's out there, keeping at 100 podcast is there. You definitely need to check the episode out from Saturday when I had Maestro and Trey talking a little bit of NFL and talking about their show. We And also, if you'd like to follow us on social media, we do have a Facebook page, the Keeping at 100 podcast page. Uh, you can just search keeping it one podcast it's there you can also follow me personally jordan rosario on instagram our handle for the show is keeping it 100 underscore podcast my instagram handle is jordan rosario 8097 and all the twitter users out there you can follow me at jordan ki 100 yes sir that's that's what's up all right fam y'all have a good week we'll be back next week to give you another hot show this is Trey Frazier, Maestro Styles, and Jordan Rosano. Peace out. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Enjoy. Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.